0: Hello and welcome to the new gig podcast. I'm your host Glenn Hodgson and today I'm delighted to be joined by speaker, consultant and digital nomad, Katrina Cobb. How are you doing, Katrina?
1: I am excellent, Glenn. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: It's a pleasure. So take us through your journey. How did you get to the whole Mm -hmm. freelancing gig? Sat in Mexico talking to me. What were the steps you took and, uh, and, and tell us about what you're doing?
1: Oh, goodness. So I actually started a very traditional career in architecture and was moving down that track in sustainable design and how to make the world a better place through smarter design. But I made some personal choices that the lifestyle of living in a cubicle and working for 30 years for the same company wasn't maybe in alignment to my goals. Yeah. And discovered entrepreneurship. Yeah. Discovered entrepreneurship almost by accident and ended up launching a couple of businesses. And in the course of that, discovered the world of coaching and consulting, discovered all these things and had the itch again to make some changes right. and find a way to travel and have a bit more of the lifestyle freedom that really the modern day has, has made a possibility for, for those that have... A little ingenuity and a little will to, to do things differently and yeah. sold everything. And that was three years ago. And I've been working through Latin America and yes. six, seven different countries, having a chance to explore new cultures while also working with clients all over the world on their own yeah. businesses and what they're doing. So
0: my goodness. So it's a real, uh, a, a real world turns upside down kind of situation for you Katrina to really sort of definitely say, that's it yeah and what was the kind of the tipping point because it's, it's interesting when I speak to people who go through these uh, the, the, this kind of sort of uh, realization stages what was kind of the t- tipping point that you thought well you go from this seems like a good idea I want more flexibility I want to be able to travel to actually saying right I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it
1: uh, I think it's it's two parts. My my upbringing. I grew up with a parent in the military, and so I'm I'm used yeah. to moving around, having a new front door, a new home, a new environment, a new social <laughs> circle every other year or so. Yeah. And that transition sort of stuck with me. The idea of discovery and new new places, new things to learn, new people to meet, that was always kind of at my core. When I when I started my first on-site location, brick and mortar business. I got down in the weeds of my first business and became a bit of a workaholic, yeah. and it wasn't until some friends invited me on an impromptu trip to Guatemala six years in that I realized I hadn't had a passport stamp in seven years, and that was just so <laughs> unlike my my yeah. life and the way I thought I was going to live. I, just, I got tunnel vision, as it were, and stepping off the plane, I made a promise myself because there was just a, the lightness of remembering how much fun exploring is and how much fun I have being in new locations and new cultures, speaking a different language, learning the different way people think because there's so much to be said for putting yourself in a different culture, Mm. and how much you can learn, how that expands you in the way you think about the world. And I made a promise on the plane that I was going to change my life uh, Mm. on the way back. And it was, so that was part one, part two, I was working for a global company Mm. doing business coaching consulting with three physical offices, Sydney, London, Florida. And the company decided to go fully remote right. a few months after I got back, I was already working remotely, but it, yeah. it was the light bulb that switched the, Oh, I don't actually have to physically be somewhere to work. Like other companies are doing this. I'm already sort yeah. of doing this. And the only thing tying me here is my, my physical business, but. That I can sell that I can move on that I can run remotely I can do all sorts of things with it so it was it was really a light bulb switch mm. of, oh yeah the world is making this possible we don't actually <laughs> need to be rooted in one place anymore which suits me to a t so yeah
0: and, and and how much is linked to the whole element of digitalization which is facilitating uh the world of work that it, it is as you say that that work is no longer a physical entity that you travel uh, across cities at busy times and sit there nine till six five days a week this kind of uh, facilitation of the change uh, uh, through digitalization what's your
1: what's your thoughts about that well you know I think it's 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 a big piece of my story right because when i when I first started my my brick and mortar business I was looking for resources and I started locally and I went to the chambers and I went to the things and I went and started networking but the help that I found was actually digital remote help through a coaching company that was, that was global and everything was offered virtually. And so that opened a crack in the door of how people do things. Yeah. But I think what we're seeing is, and even before the pandemic hit last year, what we're seeing is just technology reaching other places yep. and so many more things being cloud-based, being online. It's it's really opening up opportunities for everybody to, to think a little differently about what it means to work, what it means to deliver value, what it means to leverage your genius and serve yeah. people in creative ways. And I think it's it's only going to be an increasing trend. So it was a big reason that it facilitated me growing. And even once I started researching what it would look like to be a digital nomad yeah. and, and do this fully remote online digital work opportunity for myself and entrepreneurship, more and more countries that now have the infrastructure, even to, to have decent speeds of Wi-Fi, to have connectivity, to yeah. have these sorts of things in place it's really becoming a huge boost to their economies and attracting sort of a next level of, of not just tourism opportunities but of kind of work and economic opportunities so it's it's interesting seeing the trends and it's been a huge piece of how i've sort of navigated the last yeah. couple of years
0: and the, the, the it seems to be that the big uh drawback before has been mindset, but you've been great to be able to navigate your way around some of the organizations, some of the companies that are a bit more enlightened, who've already been ahead of the curve for several years. Uh, but of course, now we're getting more and more companies that are playing catch up as they're forced to offer remote uh, working opportunities, given the pandemic and lockdowns, this kind of thing. They, they need to adapt just to be able to uh, uh, keep operating.
1: Yeah, I think I think last year really forced the issue. I think there yeah. was a trend in that direction, and and especially seeing not even just companies like the one I've been associated with, shutting down physical locations and putting everything remote. I think. Yeah. I think the world is shrinking because of technology, which gives us more access to different skill sets, gives us more access to a wider variety of thoughts and ideas. Yeah. I think it's an incubator for innovation when you can actually work with people that are maybe not right next door in the same microculture yeah. and have the same lived experience. So I think it was inevitable, but having a lot of friends in more traditional workspaces and in still traditional roles
0: yeah,
1: and seeing the shifts they went through last year, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how far the pendulum swings back. And to be fair, some people like the remote thing. Some people yeah. like being fully digital. Others really need that human face-to-face connection and, and crave sort of that social interaction that was the classic kind of hallmark of traditional employment. So I do think yeah. there's gonna be middle ground yeah. and people yeah. having more options. But what's becoming clear is it's no it's no longer gonna be an option to not have flexibility in terms yeah. of, are you open to remote or digital? employment yeah. options and or contracts
0: yeah mm. and is this going to create opportunities but also challenges for organizations which need to think about a hybrid strategy whether it's data protection whether it's uh uh, uh benefits whether it's sort of the rights and responsibilities there's a there's maybe a whole new set of things that uh, individuals need to think of uh, uh, as organizations adapt
1: it really is. It is creating, yeah, a whole new set of problems to solve, but they're solvable. And I think that's the yeah. beauty of kind of the way we, we innovate and we evolve in terms of our, our workforce and our cultures around the world. So yeah. there for sure is benefits because depending on where you live, that's different. Some companies are shifting pay skills to go with cost of living. And right. I have mixed feelings about that because I do yeah. think there is potential to, to leverage kind of lifestyle choices that way. Um, yeah. And it's part of my, my decision matrix, but I think, yeah, the data security, of course, when everybody's remote is going to be an ongoing issue, but these mm. things are, they're solvable. They're just another level of consideration for many. Yeah.
0: Exactly. They should. They, they, let's look at the uh, the roses rather than the thorns. Uh, I think it's a good way to 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 look at this. But if we're thinking about this, you know, we, we we've talked about the opportunities in your your, your personal uh, uh, case here, Katrina. But what are the uh, what are the top three downsides? What comes up where you think, oh my goodness from time to time there's bound to be things that uh that, that, that make it more complicated but it'd be great to hear sort of uh, a little bit of the, the the eyes wide open approach as well on the negatives
1: yeah this is very much in, in tune with a lot of conversations that everybody's been having this year have they sort of been forced into this <laughs> situation over the yeah. last year i think the biggest drawbacks to a fully remote workforce or a fully remote position or an independent freelancer who's digital only, right? Would be. Do you have other other avenues for social interaction and social engagement? Because yeah. you can only do so much through through a screen and, yeah. and video calls, and everybody's getting video call fatigue. So there's there's <laughs> a whole other issue of how we communicate that way. So yes. I do think the balancing personal and professional life with having a social outlet, and also, do you have boundaries to unplug? Because when you can be on anytime anywhere how do you make sure you're off sometimes somewhere is, is sort of the question to ask folks i think the other is is more just logistics when we become so dependent on the opportunities to connect remotely and digital digital resources if there's a power outage if there's a wi-fi drop if there's, yeah. you know, the technical logistics of really. a security breach or your laptop gets stolen when you're you know, in another country and you don't have the chance to just replace it very easily. There's just logistics issues with, yeah. with that aspect of, of this lifestyle, which again, it's all solvable, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it's all convenient.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's, it's great to shine a light on some of these things as uh, as well. I think that it's not uh, you know people people need to have their eyes open when they when they come into yeah. into these things. And you know, you, you you're uh, uh, a seasoned campaigner in this one, Katrina, but. <laughs> individuals, what should they be thinking about in terms of personal branding? How do they navigate this? How do they find their way through the maze of the uh, the, the, the freelancing digital nomad lifestyle?
1: I think that's a brilliant question. I think it's it's going to be a little individual for, for everybody because there is still even you know, in 2021, there is still the idea of what a a nomad is, as this backpacker, laptop on the beach, sort of like freewheeling lifestyle, not that serious, not very highly paid, not, you know, not necessarily what you would think of as a professional, but I I would challenge that idea that so many digital nomads work from co-working spaces, have set business hours, have like a very professional way they approach Mm. their work. And I think when you're starting to brand yourself, if that's a concern of yours is to will bigger companies and bigger employers take you seriously and trust kind of intuitively that you are pulling (laughs) up your end of of the work side, some of it's how you present yourself right so there's a way to showcase some aspects of Mm. the lifestyle as part of your brand and I think that's fair to do I, I definitely incorporate some of the travel and some of the the remote locations into the way I show up in the world digitally because that is where your brain's gonna be evident in these days. Yeah. But I think you get to pick and choose how much of that becomes front and center. Yeah. When it comes to the professional side. And the other piece of it is like you said, there's there's pros and cons to everything. There's so many positives in in working with an independent freelancer who maybe maybe in a different location maybe around the world maybe a different time zone for yes. some of the things the time zone actually is the advantage mm-hmm. in and being able to to manage different workshops or have stuff done by the time you log in, in the morning because of somebody yeah. else's shift so i think there's there's positives to that i think that working with independent individuals who are really taking ownership and initiative says a lot yeah. versus just an employee who's there to clock in clock out and doesn't have the same investment level In the work that they're doing, because when you're independent, this is your business. It's your lifeblood. Word of mouth matters. Referrals matter. Your professional reputation matters. And I think freelancers intuitively take better care of that because Mm. this is their, this is their world. So there's a lot of perks Mm. to, to working on this. And I think it's identifying those and making sure they're part of your brand as well, Mm. which can help.
0: And I, and I really like the, the, the way in which you put your finger on the fact that this is not a case of sort of skiving up, having a sort of a two or three day week and, and, and sitting on a beach. This is a way of working, but it still means you've got to work. It's hard work. It's the same things that you need to think of, the organization, the preparation, branding yourself, doing the new business, the, 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 the marketing, the follow up. Uh, it, it's not a way to uh, get out of that.
1: Business is business. So whether you're sitting in your home, whether you're sitting in an office, whether you're sitting in a co-working space somewhere around the world, business is business. So yes, you're still going to need availability. You're still going to need business systems and follow-up processes, marketing, all of the things you're still going to have to have all that. So I think those that take that part seriously are the ones that are going to thrive and be able to actually enjoy the other freedoms that come with this kind of a lifestyle opportunity.
0: Yeah. So it's doing things properly. There's no excuses, no shortcuts when it comes to doing the business in 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 the right way. And you know what? What do you think the future holds here, Katrina? You're you're, you're living and working this every day, but we're also seeing the trends um, globally that 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 the sort of freelancing, digital nomad lifestyle is certainly more attractive. Both for individuals, but also companies who want to put in place a gig strategy. So, what's your uh, what's your thoughts and uh, uh, and expectations for the future?
1: Well, I think it's a couple of things. I think companies, to your point, are recognizing that this is an opportunity to tap into some really great talent yeah. if they can can structure it that way. But I think thinking globally, what I'm seeing and what I'm excited about is more more countries and more governments seeing that this is a trend and making new visa accommodations for this sort of a lifestyle, trying to actually attract really intelligent people to come live and work in their countries and experience their cultures and invest in their economies and make that easier to do because that that has been a barrier for Mm. people that like the opportunity to be global the legalities of it has been a barrier, but we're seeing some encouraging trends. And I think that's only gonna continue. So I'm very optimistic about that side of it in, in making this more of an accepted accepted way of working and reducing yeah. some other red tape that prevent people from experiencing other cultures, investing locally in other cultures yeah. and still contributing to the global economy and those sorts of things. So I'm excited about those two, those two aspects.
0: So it is a, a rosy future that we should see for, for, for the, the sector and for individuals.
1: I believe so. I don't think there's any way around it. I think if anything, yeah. the last year has proven and accelerated people moving in this direction, even those that potentially this was never on their radar, mm. being forced to work remote and independent or being trimmed because of, of company shortfalls with the pandemic. And having to find other opportunities and start something independent just as a backup plan or, you know, a plan B, now they're discovering what's, Mm. what's possible with the independent freelance sort of consulting lifestyle. And it doesn't always have to be digital nomad. You can still do that from, you know, your home office, but then erase a commute, right? Spend more time with quality, with family, be able to reprioritize your schedule and accommodate for the other things that are happening in your life, even if it's not travel. So there's, I don't think that's. It's not possible at this stage to avoid that this is a trend (laughs) is only going to continue. And smart companies will take advantage of that. Smart governments will take advantage of that. And I think smart individuals can take advantage of that.
0: Yeah. So it's being adaptable and actually seeing the opportunities and adapting yourself, uh, uh and your, your your outlook towards this and you know if i had to press you and say you know if there's anyone maybe listening to this thinking about taking the plunge uh and taking on the uh, uh the, the freelance lifestyle what are the sort of the, the the top three tips would you say that you'd offer out there katrina
1: well i think most people the biggest holdback is gonna be confidence. Can they do this or not? Is there gonna be enough yeah. income? Can they replace their income? Can yeah. they manage that sort of independent workload? So for most people, I would say, start on the side, see if you can go out and get your first or second freelance client yeah. and have that little bit of overlap period to give yourself some confidence. Cause if you could do it once then you can start to believe it's repeatable and, mm-hmm. and work through that. So that would be probably step one. I think step two would be sit back and think about what's important. In terms of lifestyle, daily schedule, finances, family and social priorities, those sorts of yeah. things, and, and start to get an idea, if there were no limits, no restrictions, no boxes, no containers, what would each of those look like in a perfect yeah. world, because that's the, that's the true beauty of being an entrepreneur and like shifting from potentially being employed to independent, you get to decide those things, which is both terrifying and liberating at the same time. <laughs> so it is gonna be a bit of a thought exercise to, to yeah. ask the what if questions and challenge some assumptions you've made about what what needs to happen for, for your life and your career. So I would say those are probably the first two. Yeah. And three would just be, have a little fun and go for it. I don't know, there's, there's no other simple way to say, take a leap of faith, throw the bandaid off, Trust yourself enough to figure it out yes. and put yourself in circles of people that will help you figure it out. Maybe that's the, that's the third step is if this is something you want to do, look for the communities of yeah. freelancers, of independents. uh, look for the coaches and mentors and resources in that, that realm. Cause there's a ton at this stage of the game as well, yeah. and put yourselves in the circles of folks that you want to learn from and emulate. And that will also reinforce some of the confidence that this can be a career choice for you.
0: Excellent. Well, fantastic advice hints, tips, but also the, uh, the first-person um, examples and experiences. And it's an, an absolute pleasure to have you on, Katrina, and to be able to share and uh, s- s- show that this is something that's possible and you live through experience and uh, you're taking this forward. So uh, it's absolutely fantastic to, to have you on. Great to hear your thoughts and uh, wish you every success as you go forward.
1: Thanks so much, Glenn. Appreciate the conversation you guys are having and happy to contribute.
0: Pleasure. Thanks now.
1: Thanks.